How would you like to get high-speed internet for your home for less than $2 a day? That's right. For about 50 bucks a month, you'll get lightning-fast internet. Are you paying less than 50 bucks a month right now for your internet? Then call Whole Home Connect right now for blazing-fast internet at 50 bucks a month with no price increases, no hidden fees, no contracts, no upfront costs, no equipment fees. It's a great deal. And guess what? You can try it for 15 days. If you don't like it, you get your money back. But you're going to love it. And you're going to love the price. Internet for your home for 50 bucks a month. That's less than 2 bucks a day. Plus, no contracts, no upfront costs, no equipment fees. And our 15-day guarantee. Call now. 800-617-5145. 800-617-5145-800-617-5145. That's 800-617-5145. Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on! How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. It's Monday here on the show, and I'm flying solo here today. Like Simper, BB's busy, but he'll be back tomorrow. But fear not, I can easily talk for the next hour, because there's a lot of stuff to talk about here today. Full Gear 2022 is in the books. We have a new AEW champion, and his name is Maxwell Jacob Friedman. He won the title after, yes, William Regal slid him the knucks and he knocked out John Moxley. So, we're going to talk about that here today, and I got a lot to say about that, especially after I had a lot to say about it. Now I have more to say. But we'll talk about that the rest of the show as well. A lot of good matches on the show, some matches not so great, but overall, I would give the show a a hearty thumbs up. We'll get your thoughts as well. We have got the NXT show coming up on Tuesday. We've got Dynamite coming up on Wednesday. We've got Monday Night Raw coming up here tonight with Survivor Series and War Games coming up. We have got Royal Rumble having already broken records for WWE. Kenny Omega is working the Tokyo Dome. They are doing Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay for the IWGP United States title that will be November, I'm sorry, January 4th, Wrestle Kingdom 17. So uh, Kenny Omega will not be doing the AEW show coming up in Seattle, the Seattle debut. Kyrie is the new IWGP Women's Champion. Filthy Tom Lawler fell. He fell during the New Japan X Stardom show, the crossover show. We'll talk to him about that, by the way, in about uh, two hours. And uh, and I, even got, I haven't got through half what I want to talk about. So a lot to get into today. Back in a moment to kick it off. Wrestling Observer Live. People who come to cricket stay with cricket. Why is that? 
Well, if you ask someone with one of the latest and greatest phones from Cricket, they might tell you it's because of the amazing phones. Like the new iPhone 14 that lets you capture stunning photos in low and bright light. Plus, they'd probably tell you about the fast nationwide 5G included with all plans that lets you stream, text, talk, and more, all at 5G speeds. Yeah, they might mention something like that. Smile, you're on Cricket. Cricket 5G is not available everywhere. Fees, terms, and other strict apply. See CricketWireless.com for details. Are you like me? You have health insurance, but you don't have dental insurance. Do you need to get to the dentist right away? Maybe you need an implant or some other major service. Well, I found a dental insurance plan that's just right for you. It's called Spirit Dental. Spirit Dental offers a $100 lifetime deductible, a huge network of dentists. And here's the best part. There's no waiting periods. Yeah, that means you can call right now and have real dental insurance for you and your family tomorrow and get that immediate coverage you want. Spirit Dental has plans for just a few dollars a day, up to $5,000 annual maximum, and coverage for implants. Whatever age you are, the dental insurance you need is a free phone call away. Now don't wait, and be sure to ask about Spirit's vision plan. Here's the number, 800-634-0482, 800-634-0482. That's 800-634-0482. Has someone in your family lost a job recently and now you can't afford your mortgage payment? Or do you have a rental property and your tenants aren't paying you? We can come to the rescue and pay you cash for your home immediately. Yes, sell your home and get cash all over the phone without dealing with real estate agents or having to waste time showing your home to lukewarm buyers. You don't need to lose your house to foreclosure. If you have equity in your home, we'll buy your home and give you cash within days. All in a simple over-the-phone and virtual process. Call now before your situation gets worse. Sell a home you can't afford or just need anymore and get the cash you need today. Call this number now. 800-950-8218. That's 800-950-8218. Paid for by Want to Sell. COVID-19 moves fast, and now you can too. If you feel symptoms, even if they're mild, you should test fast. Test positive and at high risk for severe COVID-19? Then act fast with authorized oral treatments that can be taken at home and must be taken within five days from when symptoms begin. COVID-19 moves fast, and now you can too by asking your healthcare provider if an oral treatment is right for you. Learn about a treatment option at TreatCV19.com. This message is sponsored by Pfizer. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back of the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. I'm Mike Sempervivi, not joining us here today, but I got a lot to talk about. Let's take a quick look at the pay-per-view portion of the all-out, I'm sorry, the Full Gear 2022 show, and then a lot of notes on all of it. Jungle Boy defeated Luchasaurus in a cage match with the HBK elbow off the cage through a table, and then he put on his snare trap and Luchasaurus submitted. I thought the opener was an excellent cage match. A lot of uh, callbacks to the Hell in a Cell match with The Undertaker and Shawn Michaels in 1997, although 
No Kane this time around. But uh, Luch Source is uh, he's injured. His shoulder's injured. So I think he's going to be out for a little while. And hopefully he'll uh, be back. And uh, feeling great when that happens. But uh, big win for uh, Jungle Boy in the opener. We had, and this was a little bit weird the way this all went down. We had an AW World Trios title match. It was the Death Triangle versus the Elite. And uh, my prediction had been that the Elite was going to come back and win the titles because they were never supposed to lose the titles. They were supposed to be stripped of the titles. They were stripped because of everything that went down with CM Punk and the big fight backstage. And they came back and they did not win. In fact, the Death Triangle beat them when Pac slid the hammer into Ray Phoenix as Ray Phoenix was being hoisted up for the one-winged angel. And I like the way they did it. Ray Phoenix didn't want to cheat, but in the moment, he literally had two options. I take this move and am killed, or I have to use his hammer. And he used the hammer, victory roll, pinned Kenny Omega. They retained the six-man titles. Now, later they announced that they were going to do Death Triangle versus the Elite in a best-of-seven series. And people began asking, are the titles on the line in all of these matches? Now, the reason this was asked was because the two most famous best-of-seven matches in American wrestling history are uh, the uh, um, so famous, I'm uh, Nikita and uh, Ivan Koloff and, uh, and Booker T and Chris Benoit. Those are the two most famous best-of-seven matches. So Booker T and Chris Benoit, neither of them had a title the winner was going to become the number one contender for the title. And in the uh, Nikita series, the title was vacant, and the title was going to go to a winner. So in both cases, neither neither of the competitors in the best of seven were champions. But in this best of seven, there are champions. So people ask, well, are the belts on the line in every match? And the answer is no, except for the first match, This ended up being the first match of best of seven, and the titles were on the line. But now for the rest of the best of seven, the titles aren't on the line, and then the winners of the series get the titles. Now also, the way that this has been set up, where they announced it was best of seven after this match, and retroactively made the first match the first of the best of seven, this means that the the elite is going in with a disadvantage. They have already lost one of the matches. So anyway, that's what they're doing. It's going to be on television. And a lot of people noted that there's a gap January 4th. Well, yes, there is, because Kenny Omega is going to the Tokyo Dome. And so uh, he's not going to be available for a trios match on uh, January 4th in Seattle. Jade Cargill defeated Nyla Rose, and it was not a very good match. They made it through the match. I believe there may have been an injury during this match, which made things even worse. Uh, that is not confirmed. And usually they actually don't talk about injuries, so we may never find out exactly what happened. But one way or the other, it was not very good. Jade Cargill retained the title. Chris Jericho beat Brian Danielson, Claudio, and Sammy Guevara to retain the Ring of Honor title. Thought the match was great. They, uh, they had a split with Sammy and Chris Jericho after Jericho hit him with an errant lion salt. And then Sammy ended up breaking up a pin, and then they came to blows and had a big fight. Brian Danielson and Claudio also went at it, so 
uh, members of of uh, of the teams uh, wrestled each other during this match, and then finally, uh, Chris Jericho hit the elbow on Claudio as he was doing a uh, giant swing, and he got the pin. So it doesn't look like it's gonna be Jericho versus Claudio at final battle. Could be Danielson again. Maybe it'll be Sammy. I don't know, but I presume they're gonna do some sort of angle to set it up. Uh, coming out of the Wednesday show, where Jericho will face. Ishii as his latest Ring of Honor champion that he will be uh, presumably defeating on Dynamite. Soraya beat Britt Baker. Uh, I would not say that this was an all-time classic match or anything resembling that, but uh, given how long that Soraya had been out of action and probably done little to no training, I thought that they uh, I thought that they did a good job. They got it. They got through it. I I thought that Britt Baker should go over. She did not. Soraya beat her clean which is not the finish that I would have done. And, uh, you know, probably went too long. My, I don't want to say I know how to do this stuff, but this match should have been shorter and Britt should have won. The story should have been that Soraya was rusty. Soraya would then have to fight her way back. And in fighting her way back, she would shake off the rust. And if she had matches and looked rusty, now it's part of the storyline. You work your way back when she's ready to go. Now you do a long match with Britt Baker that you want to try to make a classic. And then she beats Britt Baker. But coming in, match went too long. She's still rusty. Britt did the best she could. Soraya beats her clean as the outsider WWE wrestler that hasn't wrestled in five years walks in and beats Britt Baker. And now, if she doesn't have great matches, well, you don't have really a, a you know, she's you can't say she's rusty. You don't want to say a rusty Soraya beat Britt Baker. So I think all of this would have worked out way better if you would have put Britt Brit over, but they didn't, and what is done is done. Samoa Joe beat Wardlow and Hobbs. Wardlow hit the power bombs on Hobbs. Joe hit Wardlow with the belt, uh, put Hobbs in the choke. Joe is now a double champion. They've taken the title off Wardlow. And so presumably, I mean, I shouldn't say presumably because I don't know where they're going to go. But, I mean, you could do Wardlow-MJF as MJF's first major feud uh, for the title, which presumably would lead to Wardlow losing. But, I mean, there's, you know, the reality is it's okay for Wardlow to lose. Wardlow being unable to be beaten in that TNT title run, it cooled him down a lot. So I think that, you know, to get him over, it's okay for him to lose every now and then for, for big matches put him in high-profile matches, he wins most, he loses here or there. I think that uh, I think it's okay to do that. And uh, now Joe is uh, not unified, but he's got two belts, so now we have one less belt running around because one guy has another one. Sting Darby beat Jared and Jay Lethal. Wasn't a great match, but the fans loved it. He did a lot of crazy stuff. Sting fell off things like a bat. Jeff Jarrett had his guitar shot. Satnam sings in there. They did a couple of spots with him. And then uh, Sting ended up uh, hitting the uh, Scorpion Death Drop as Jay Lethal was coming off the ropes. And then uh, Darby went up top, hit the coffin drop, got the pin. So it was fun. Jamie Hayter beat Tony Storm to win the title. They did not have a lot of heat early. And ironically, as much as everybody complains about interference, it wasn't until they started doing interference and the fans got super into the match 
because they were expecting the interference to lead to something. And every time somebody kicked out, they got more into it. And finally, when Jamie Hayter won, this place went nuts. And they've wanted Jamie Hayter to be champion for a while. And it felt to me that, uh, that this was a star-making moment for Jamie Hayter. She is the new interim women's champion. And now we wait to see when Thunder Rosa comes back, which still could be months. you got to do whatever you're going to do with Jamie and Britt. So they have options here. The acclaimed. Defeated. Swerve in our glory. We had two options. Either Keith Lee was going to listen to Swerve and turn heel and win the titles. Or he wasn't. And he didn't. He was offered the chance to cheat. He said, screw you. He walked out on Swerve. The team is done. Swerve is double teamed and pinned, and now they can feud. And of course, the main event, MJF and John Moxley. That'll be a segment. Back in a moment, Observer Live. Do you want to know the secret to putting extra money back in your pocket? Then switch your car insurance. And now you can make one phone call and shop dozens of insurance companies. Just like buying airline tickets where it's easy to make one call that has all the best deals. We have great deals with most of the major top-rated insurance companies. We are your superstore for car insurance. We've switched people from their expensive car insurance plans and saved them hundreds of dollars a year. If you think you're paying too much for your car insurance, call now. It's easy to switch, and in five minutes, yes, just five minutes, you'll learn how much money you can save on your car insurance. Save yourself some money this year. Call now for your car insurance. Call e-insurance now for your free car insurance quote. 800-298-9093. 800-298-9093. Remember in the beginning, when you first started to build a life for you and your family, you never imagined it would come to this. Instead of living your dreams, you're living with debt. In fact, it's smothering you. Now there's a way you can take back control with one simple call. If you owe $10,000 or more in credit card debt, you qualify to receive a free, no-obligation consultation on how to get rid of that debt for good. Call the Debt Helpline now. We work on your behalf to reduce your debt. We specialize in credit cards, retail store cards, and medical bills. One simple call is all it takes to get the ball rolling to a debt-free life. Stop living with debt and start living your dreams. Call the Debt Helpline now. 800-943-2153. That's 800-943-2153. If your loved one has passed away due to COVID-19, pay close attention to this message. You could be entitled to a death benefit of over $300,000. The U.S. government has set up a fund to pay families relief if they've lost a loved one due to COVID-19. We know this is a hard time for you, and this fund has been set up by the federal government to help ease your pain. The compensation includes a death benefit and lost wages benefit. Time is limited, so we urge you to make a free phone call right now. There's no cost to you for this claim. All legal fees are only covered once you receive your money. 
So if you've lost a loved one due to COVID-19, call the legal helpline right now to find out if you qualify for a cash award. Here's our number. 800-918-4086. 800-918-4086. That's 800-918-4086. Paid for by the IPG Law Group. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. MJF and John Moxley. All right, listen. Did you know I am a columnist for Sports Illustrated? Indeed, I am. My newest column is up right now. Looking at the MJF John Moxley match and finish. And, of course, people read it and they didn't like it. But that's fine. Here's the thing to me. I predicted going in that the finish that they were going to do was probably William Regal sliding the Nux to MJF because MJF had vowed he would not use the ring. He had vowed he would not use the ring. Well, he didn't use the ring. He used the knucks, and he went full heel, and he knocked out John Moxley, and he won the title. That was the one I figured they would do. There was the one I did not want them to do, which was the firm helping him win, and the entire thing had been a swerve after they beat the hell out of each other for weeks on end. Thank God they didn't do that one. Now, if you've been listening to this show for probably going on months now, for sure, uh, dating back all the way to when they, uh, actually probably even a little bit before, MJF fired the firm and they beat him up, and it was like, this is a this is a babyface turn here. I advocated that he should go full babyface and be top babyface and represent the company that way. And my argument was that the fans want it now. And I believe... That when the fans want something, you should give it to them. Partially, by the way, because when AEW began, one of the things that attracted people to it was that it was not WWE. And if you were a fan of WWE or you had been disgruntled with WWE, what did you have? Well, you had a decade of fans booing John Cena wanting him to turn heel, and the company just barreled on through his babyface. Then you had Roman Reigns, which was the exact same thing. They're put, they're shoving him down your throat as the top babyface, and the fans are booing him. They don't want it, and you stick to your guns. So here to me was, these fans want him to be a babyface. So we're going to barrel on through his heel? If it doesn't work, he can turn heel. I think that MJF is a talented enough heel that if you go babyface with him and it doesn't work, then he goes heel. But I didn't see a danger in trying. Now, of course, you know, people read this and they're like, ah, eh. No one ever said that he needed to change his character, kiss babies, do any of that, okay? 
he can still be MJF. Well, he's still going to be MJF. No, listen. Steve Austin, Steve Austin had an edge, but he was not a heel. Steve Austin would, would stun babyfaces here and there. Steve Austin would trash talk other babyfaces, but he was not a heel. Steve Austin never won a match when somebody slid him an object or when people interfered on his behalf. Whatever he did, whatever edge he had, he still booted and hit the stunner. And he faced other heels, and he was a babyface. He wasn't Hulk Hogan, say your prayers, take your vitamins. He was Stone Cold Steve Austin, but he was a babyface. MJF can still be MJF, but he can be a babyface. And he can face the top heels. If you don't have enough heels, you can turn people heel. He can face the top heels. But he doesn't need to be hitting people with the ring. He doesn't need to be healing people with brass knucks. He doesn't need people interfering on his behalf. That's a heel. The fans want to cheer him. That was my argument. I never said you had to change everything about MJF. But what you do change is he doesn't hit people with the ring to win. He doesn't. In fact, the one time that somebody slid Steve Austin an object and he used that to win, he wasn't a babyface. That was his heel turn. So anyway, for those that didn't understand what I was getting at, that's my point. But what's done is done. He is now a heel. And as I noted in the article, here's the thing. I'm not saying this can't work with MJF as a heel. I'm not saying this can't be a big success. What I'm saying is we can't predict the future. I don't know if a babyface run for MJF is top babyface in AEW. Listen, I don't know if it would have worked. But what I do know is it could have worked huge. It could have. Maybe it would have. You know what? Maybe it wouldn't. I don't know. But my whole argument was if it doesn't, I have enough faith in MJF that he can go heel again and make being a heel work. So it's not every day you're handed an opportunity like this. It's not every day that for whatever reason the fans have decided, this is our guy. When that happens, I believe that you should go with it. They didn't. We'll see what they end up doing. Could work out great. Guy's a great heel. But, uh, you know, I've seen this before. And again, we can't predict the future. But, you know, there was a period. It was in 2009. And, uh, and Jeff Hardy, for whatever reason, bro, this guy got so hot. And it felt like, Oh, my God. You put the title on this guy, and you've got a new babyface world champion star top guy in the company. And they built that match at the Royal Rumble with Randy Orton, and it was like, dude, there's only one finish. Randy Orton goes for the RKO. Jeff Hardy counters into the uh, twist of fate, hits the senton, wins the title. You've made your new top guy. Now, of course, the problem was Jeff Hardy had a lot of problems. But... What they did was the opposite. What they did was, he went for the twist of fate, Randy Orton turned into the RKO, and Randy pinned him. Which I believe was leading to Randy Orton versus Triple H for the title at WrestleMania, in a storyline that absolutely sucked, okay? Now, 
I can't sit here and tell you that if Jeff Hardy would have won the title and been top babyface, I can't guarantee you that it would have been like a smashing success, okay? We'll never know. But what I do know is what they did, it sucked, okay? So, I don't know if MJF is top babyface. Doing it right would have been a smashing success. What I do feel is that potentially it could have been, and right now we're never going to know. But um, I'm not saying that because they didn't do it, this whole thing is going to be a disaster. And for some reason, I, I, I talked about it, I wrote about it, and now people are like, oh, ah, ah! Never said it. Never said it. So anyway, that's what they did. And now, you know, there's a lot of questions. Well, clearly, William Regal is no longer with the Blackpool Combat Club. What are they going to do with the rest of the Blackpool Combat Club? It was called the Blackpool Combat Club because of William Regal. Do they change their name? Who stays? Who goes? What do they do with Wheeler Yuta? I mean, John Moxley at the show, these fans so badly wanted MJF to be the babyface that MJ, like Moxley didn't even get a chance to come down the aisle before he was booed. They hit that guy's music and they booed that guy out of the building. He went full heel in this match. And they booed him and they hated him and they chanted bad things at him. And then, you know, MJF's, you know, they're totally behind him. He worked as a babyface. Everything was great. And then at the end, they switched it all around and MJF went heel. So now, what do you do with John Moxie? Is he still a heel? Is he a babyface? Did he turn? I don't know. I don't know what's going on. It is funny, though. They, uh, they booed the guy out of the building. And then when the show went off the air, they gave John Moxie a standing ovation as he, as he left the ring. So we'll see what they do. Uh, what we won't see is MJF is top babyface because, uh, you know, I guess anything is possible. But for those of you that think that, you know, he's still going to be MJF, but he's going to you know, he's he's heel. He's a heel now. And they're going to be doing everything in their power to get him mightily booed. And so we shall see what they end up doing. Uh, who is the first challenger? Where they go? And uh, and how successful they can be with this? Because he is young, he's 26 years old. He's now the top star. You've got him as champion. You've got a new face of the uh, of the women's division with uh, Jamie Hader. The acclaimed retained the titles. Which, by the way, the acclaimed was uh, was exactly what I was talking about. They got over. Do you think that uh, Scissor Me was by design? No, it was something that organically got over, and they went with it, and it ended up being a huge success, and they are still tag team champions. So uh, we got a best of seven coming up on uh, on Dynamite, which should lead to a series of awesome matches. There's a lot of things they can do there. So uh, it feels like, uh, in a lot of ways, uh, if you watch the period, really from, um, I would say from double or nothing, from when CM Punk first got hurt and they had to put a ton of stuff on hold, then he came back and we had a we had a fight and they had to put more stuff on hold. And not only that, but you know that MJF and Punk was supposed to be the top storyline. Punk was gone. So they had to, to redo everything multiple times uh, starting in May through today. Hopefully now this train is back on the tracks and uh, and we can move forward because... There were a lot of uh, there were a lot of potholes, there were a lot of twists and turns, not all of which were great, and uh, and hopefully now 
Everything's going to be back on track. But we'll talk more about the show and a ton of news after the break. Observer Live. Hey, team, it's a full house. we got to pick up the pace. At Hank's Restaurant, the line goes around the block. Is this for 12? Okay, I need the truffle oil drizzle. What he needs is another line cook. Oh, man. Are the quail breasts still in the sous vide? Dave, can you keep an eye on that, please? Indeed can help him hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Instant Match instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Has someone in your family lost a job recently and now you can't afford your mortgage payment? Or do you have a rental property and your tenants aren't paying you? Quick Cash Offer can come to the rescue and pay you cash for your home immediately. Yes, sell your home and get cash all over the phone without dealing with real estate agents and risking your safety by showing your home to lukewarm buyers. You don't need to lose your home to foreclosure. If you have any equity in your home, we will buy it and give you cash within days, all in a simple over-the-phone and virtual process. Call Quick Cash Offer now before the economy gets worse. Sell a home you can't afford or just don't want to get the cash you need today. 800-788-1495-800-788-1495-800-788-1495. That's 800-788-1495. If you served in the Marine Corps, by now you know about the contaminated water problem at Camp Lejeune. If you were stationed or worked at Camp Lejeune from 1953 to 1987, you probably have a lot of questions. We have some answers. You could be entitled to compensation. Billions of dollars are being allocated to pay for damages to anyone stationed at Camp Lejeune during that time. Unfortunately, it appears that officials may have known the contaminated water problem existed and did little to protect their men. The Semper Fi Code was not honored. If you or someone in your family has developed a serious illness, including various forms of cancer, Call this Camp Lejeune legal support line right now. You can't turn back the clock and change what happened, but you can certainly call right now and learn your rights as a Marine. Here's the number. 800-725-1651. 800-725-1651. That's 800-725-1651. Paid for by Legal Alert Line. What's the best product I bought this year? Oh, that's easy. Salon Pos Pain Relieving Patches. The proven medicines in Salon Pos Patches reduce my pain and let me do the things I need to do every day. In a recent clinical study, patients using Salon Pos reported improved sleep, mood, and the ability to work. They had less pain and were able to reduce their use of oral pain medications. For pain, I use Salon Pos. It's good medicine. He sent me to. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Some notes from Dave on Full Gear, WrestlingObserver.com. Dave Meltzer will be back, by the way, I think tonight. If not tonight, for sure Wednesday. But Dave notes the main event finish with Regal heading MGF the Nux was Tony's idea. You can look back at the last several weeks of the buildup. See the signs leading to it. 
Appears from the press conference, MGF and Regal will be a heel champion pairing, similar to Kenny Omega and Don Callis. There was another finish brought up by several of the most influential wrestlers. He says, we don't know what it was. Presumes MGF winning was not the question. It was just a different way to get there. It was an alternative way of getting there. Khan was strong on his finish. That Khan was strong on his finish, the, the direction this goes. I know for sure there were people in the company that also believed that he should have gone full babyface. What the alternative finish was, I don't know. But I do know that people, uh, there were people that thought that. Regarding the pay-per-view number, Khan noted to us regarding his comments last night, it was based on what they have now. Looks similar to All Out, which he would consider a success if it ends up in that realm without CM Punk. All Out was 140000 Last year's full gear, 155000 Most did not expect the show to have a shot at beating last year's numbers. Other full gears were ninety and 100000 Show was announced on the air as a sellout, standing room only. It was actually a near sellout. 600 shy of what would have been a full sellout for a pay-per-view. It did top $1 million dollars. Uh, 1040000 for the gate. WWE tops this on every pay-per-view show as well these days. Greatly topped it for shows like Clash at the Castle and WrestleMania, which topped $8 million. Historically, aside from the five AW seven-figure gates this year, there's only been one other non-WWE million-dollar gate in U.S. pro wrestling history, which was MSG's New Japan Ring of Honor show. A few shows for WCW would have done, done that if you adjust for inflation. But in... Um, whatever the term would be, uh, in 90s dollars. At the time, no WCW show ever broke $1 million at the gate. They came very close, but they never did a $1 million gate in uh, 90s money. Wayward Son by Kansas that the Elite used last night will be the trio's entrance music. Won't be used in regular tag or singles matches. Young Bucks wanted the song for a long time. They and their father were big fans of the song. They thought that uh, the thoughts by people that it had to do with the situation of the past two months was something they were aware of, but the decision to use the song preceded that. And in fact, when they were backyarders doing their backyard wrestling promotion, which would have been the early 2000s, I believe, they used Wayward Son as their entrance music. So there you go. Notes from the show. Speaking of Giant Gates, Royal Rumble has surpassed $5 million at the gate, which was the previous record. They have now set gate records for 2022 and 2023. Gate records for WrestleMania, Extreme Rules, and Crown Jewel. So, in terms of selling tickets to major events, this place is on fire. And we have got Kenny Omega, Will Ospreay, announced for Wrestle Kingdom 17 for the IWGP United States title. So the lineup for the show on January 4th, we're about uh, six weeks away, Jay White versus Okada for the IWGP title, Will Ospreay, Kenny Omega for the U.S. title, Taichi Ishimori and Hiromu and El Desperado and Master Wato in a four-way for the junior title. FTR will be facing the winners of the Tag League. So FTR and Kenny Omega will be working the Dome and uh, and not the Seattle debut. We have got Zack Sabre Jr. versus Ren Narita in the finals of the uh, television title tournament. And the new IWGP Women's Champion 
And we'll talk about that match on the Filthy Tom Show coming up at 2 Pacific, 5 Eastern today, as well as his match at the Stardom New Japan crossover show. Kyrie will face Tom uh, Tam Nakano for the IWGP Women's Championship. So with Kenny Omega in Japan, that means there is uh, there is no uh, trios titles match in Seattle. So I wonder if the Young Bucks are also going to the Tokyo Dome. I have not heard one way or the other. And then the question is going to be about old Carl Anderson. Is he working the show to drop that title and to win me some money? I think he might be. But we shall see. Yes, Kyrie beat Mayu Iwatani with her insane elbow off the top. Thought they had an excellent match. I actually heard that the uh, the Kyrie match on the Stardom uh, pay-per-view on Friday uh, was better, but I have not seen that show yet. Um, but we'll talk about that as noted on the uh, Filthy Tom show later on this afternoon. Being the Elite is back. Now that the Elite are back. Young Bucks and Kinney returned backstage on October 26th. They are still VPs, by the way, EVPs. Uh, they've re, they've uh, started doing whatever work they do as EVPs. And uh, what that is, I actually have no idea, but they do it. And then uh, they uh, talked about some, uh, some stuff on BTE. We're officially back. We, however, have been technically back, backstage for a few weeks. But now we've been on screen, we've wrestled, we've done it, we are back. Now being the elite is back, and everything is kind of back to reality, said Matt Jackson. You know what? I don't feel like we were officially back, though, until last night at Full Gear. We were around for four weeks, but it didn't feel like it. There was something missing, I think. And I think that something missing was us performing live. So we did that. We scratched the itch. We are back. He said that people don't understand because we haven't been able to really talk about it. But this has been two of the hardest months of my life, said Matt. I know Nick, too, and my family. Here we are. We got through it. You just never know what's going to happen until you do it. Just to hear the support last night and to hear how happy and to see how people, a lot of people were to see us, that really meant the world to us and Kenny. It felt good. You know, we're going through the healing process right now, but I think last night was a big step for us to get there. It felt good. I did hear the backstage, like, everybody was so happy after that match. Hugging, just happy that it was over and that they were back. And uh, and really a feeling that, you know, one of the things missing on Dynamite for the last several months, you know, we talked about the uh, booking going like this, was also just you were missing Young Bucks matches. You were missing Kenny Omega matches. And, uh, and it was a hole in the show. I mean, there were still great matches and everything like that, but, you know, this, these Dynamite shows with... Uh, Death Triangle, Young Bucks, and Kenny Omega, week after week after week. I mean, the matches are going to be great, but I'm also looking forward to... It's, I, I don't know this, but I feel it's not just going to be, hey, let's go out and have a great match every week. There's a story that's going to be told here, and and what that story is, you know, I predicted for the show that the Young Bucks were going to win and that the Death Triangle was going to split up when Penta and Phoenix turned on Pac. And they didn't do that. And they had the finish where Phoenix used the hammer 
and got the win. But as noted, the way that they did it, Phoenix didn't want to use the hammer. He was offered the hammer earlier in the match, and he threw the hammer away. He was all groggy. He was being lifted up on the shoulders. Pac shoved the hammer into his hand, and he got up there, and it was like, I either die or I hit this guy. Ba-bam, he hit him, and he was sad about it afterwards. And so they did that finish, but now they have a story that you can carry out through the rest of this best of seven, where my presumption is that when it ends, it'll be what I predicted for this weekend, which is the Elite wins the title, and uh, Pac ends up breaking up with Penta and Phoenix, and they go their separate ways. Um, there are other things you can do. I mean, DJ here notes that Penta didn't seem to mind the usage of the hammer. You know, I don't know what uh, Penta and Phoenix feel about them splitting and doing a series of matches, which I'm sure would be blow-away matches. Brother versus brother usually doesn't work in pro wrestling. Maybe this would be an exception. Or maybe they don't go that way at all. I don't know. Former UFC heavyweight champion, occasional professional wrestler, Kane Velasquez, has requested permission to be part of AAA's return to the U.S. on Saturday, December 3rd. He is out on $1 million bail on attempted murder charges from a February incident in which he allegedly chased down a man, fired a weapon into a truck that contained several people, one of them being a man, who allegedly sexually assaulted both his child and one of a relative. In Santa Clara County Court on Monday for an arraignment, uh, Velasquez and his legal team asked Judge Daniel Nishigaya for position, uh, permission to wrestle at the promotion's Tempe, Arizona show. They're first in the country since they ran New York City in September of 2019. Now, if this show were being held in Mexico, I would say no chance. Zero. They're going to allow him to go to Mexico, go over the border. But if the show has taken place in Tempe, Arizona, I think it's possible they're going to let him do it. So we shall see. They've been discussing the involvement, according to Mark Ramonde, since last week. Released on bail November 8th. He had wrestled for AAA three times before and uh, also wrestled for uh, WWE, that, that crown jewel match against... Uh, Brock Lesnar, where he did that match, one house show, and then they fired him. And Cain uh, Velasquez loves Lucha. And uh, and I honestly think he's better suited for uh, Lucha matches in AAA than, than for WWE. But we'll see if they let him do it. That's going to be the big question. Brian Danielson says, What brings him joy in wrestling these days, giving back to the business, and helping younger talent. What I feel my job is in wrestling at this point, he says, is service. That's what actually brings me the most joy. Me being champion, anything like that, if they really wanted me to be a champion, if AEW really wanted me to be a champion or whatever, I'd do it if they thought it was good for business or whatever. But that's not what inspires me or what brings me joy. Being able to get back in the ring with a younger talent, being able to give back all that kind of stuff, that's the stuff that brings value to my life now especially as an older wrestler or someone who is 41. I laugh because if you watch his matches, it's just violent torture of these young guys, just pummeling and killing them. That's what brings him joy. That brings us to the next uh, next couple of shows. I actually don't have a Raw lineup for tonight. What the hell's happening on Raw? Anybody know? Should I check it out real quick? 
see if they've got anything on their uh, their website here. Oscar and Rhea Ripley dig into the trenches for the War Games advantage. So uh, that's right. They're wrestling tonight for the War Games advantage. And anything else? Huh? Eh, who cares? Can't find it. Maybe there's more. I'll move on. NXT tomorrow. Everybody's favorite show. We have got Wes Lee defending the NXT North American title versus Carmelo Hayes. Wendy Chu will be facing Cora Jade. Ivy Nile faces Kiana James. Scripts will be revealed tomorrow. And Toxic Attraction is going to kick off the show. Maybe we'll find out who is next to have a long series of matches with Mandy Rose and come out on the losing end. Or maybe someone will beat her, get it over with. And we'll talk about Dynamite after the break, Observer Life. Do you use the expensive blue or yellow pills to charge your sex life? Are you thinking about it? What if we can promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for the other pills, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pills deliver the exact same results for less than $3. You'll save more than $16 a pill for the same results. And right now, radio callers will get 44 blue or yellow pills for $120 with free discreet shipping. You can save more than $700 off pharmacy prices. Charge your sex life now and save a ton of money. Call now and get your 44 pills and save over $700 and qualify for free shipping. Stop overpaying and call right now. Paid for by Steel Man Pills. 800-965-1295. That's 800-965-1295. Are you 60 plus and love to travel? Introducing the Senior Travel Discount Network, brought to you by Low Cost Airlines. Call us anytime, day or night, and save up to 75% on your airline and hotel reservations. We can help you save a ton of money to fly almost anywhere. We have inside discounts on over 500 airlines and 500,000 hotels worldwide. And when you call and mention the discount code 60PLUS, we'll give you an extra free night with your qualified air and hotel reservation. Now you can get the best prices on air and hotel reservations with your phone. We make it easy and fast for you to save money and book a trip. Remember, call the Senior Travel Discount Network. Mention the discount code 60 plus for your free hotel night with your qualified reservation. Call now. 800-493-6118. 800-493-6118. That's 800-493-6118. Listen up, guys. Are you experiencing any of the following? Fatigue, less drive, poor performance? If so, you may be one of the nearly 30 million men in the U.S. today dealing with ED. But did you know you don't have to pay hundreds for a prescription anymore? And you don't have to deal with the hassle of seeing the doctor or the embarrassment of going to the pharmacy for a certain pill. 
Now, with one free call, you can find out how Herbal Virility Max can help you feel like a man again. For over a decade, Herbal Virility Max has helped guys just like you put a smile back on their face with improved performance and drive. Call today and ask about our buy one, get one free offer. 800-761-9334. That's 800-761-9334. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Alive. I am happy to announce that tonight we will have Dave Meltzer on the show. We're doing a show tonight. He's in Hawaii, so we'll just have a smiling picture of Dave up on the screen. But uh, we'll talk all of the news. I don't think you can watch Raw, but fear not. I got it. And uh, everything else. So uh, that's coming up later on tonight. WrestlingObserver.com, also video.f4wonline.com. In an hour, Filthy Tom joins us, video.f4wonline.com. He is in Japan right now. We'll talk about his match, uh, the rest of the crossover show, what he's seen and what I've seen, SmackDown, and more. That's coming up uh, in an hour. To Pacific 5 Eastern, video.f4wonline.com. And tomorrow, Landstorm. Actually, tomorrow, you know what? Landstorm is the live Q&A. So if you've not signed up for our Twitch channel, uh, do it. And uh, 2 Pacific, 5 Eastern tomorrow, you can ask questions for Lance, and we will do a live Q&A. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be a good time over the next couple of days. And we got a lot of stuff coming up uh, leading into Survivor Series and Dynamite this coming Wednesday, which has Jericho Ishii for the ROH title, Ethan Page versus Ricky Starks, Finals, of the AEW title eliminator tournament. Orange Cassidy, Jake Hager for the All-Atlantic title. And match two, Death Triangle and the Elite, best of seven. So a lot to get into. I'll be back later on today. I'll be back later on tonight. I'll be back tomorrow. Can't get rid of me. And I'll talk to you next time. Wrestling Observer Live.